Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. Welcome to the latest episode of Sweet Sweet Garbage. This week we're going to be talking about The Boy She Met Online, Lifetime's 2010's The Boy She Met Online. And Bailey, do you want to give a synopsis of this? I think for once that IMDb actually has a pretty decent synopsis. Uh, when teenager Cammie Winters falls in love, she falls hard. Her single mother, Tori, has no idea that Cammie has fallen in love with a boy named Jake she met on a social networking website. Although Cammie believes Jake's a 23-year-old college student, everything he's told her online is a lie. And for, like, the most part, that's, like, pretty decent. Like, I just love in this synopsis, like, the word Jake is in quotes as if his name isn't Jake. Like, his name's Jake. He's actually a 23-year-old person. He's exactly what his picture is. He just happens to be an ex-con. Like, and, and I love how in 2010, like, their dating profile was just sending, like, emails back and forth to each other. I wasn't doing online dating back then, so, like, I don't know. But, like, looking at it now, like, watching it ten years later, I was like, oh, my God. He printed out his picture? He, he like, printed out his profile? How yeah. quaint. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really do the whole, like, online dating thing until, like, it became, like, really popular in, like, and when I was in L.A. Like, all through... All through college, because, like, 2010, I was in college, and I didn't really know, like, the whole, like, online dating thing. You just kind of, like, made out with guys that was, like, lived near you in your dorm. Right. (laughs) You know, you didn't really need online dating. You're like, okay. I really feel like Tinder and, like, Bumble and all of those, that's probably only from, like, maybe five years ago, if that. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, this makes sense that in 2010, it was probably this weird, like, emailing back and forth thing to each other. Um, and of course, like, too, like, the girl, so this girl, she is still in high school. She is, well, she's, like, a high school senior. She's, like, about to turn 18, so it's not, like, super, super weird. Yeah, it's not as creepy as stalked at 17. Right, exactly, because, you know, that, she was definitely, like, straight up 16, was a junior in high school. Like, there was, was still basically a child, like, In this movie, they're talking about how there's, like, six months before she goes to New York to go to school. So, like, you can tell, like, in that six months, she's probably about to turn 18. She's, you know, she's trying to date. She's trying to seem, you know, like, she's trying to be a grown-up, you know? What, What I find really interesting is that she seems so excited about going to New York. And like you say, it seems like we're only six months away from college. Why is she so dead set on, like, a boyfriend? Like, at this point? Because, like, what... Her friend has a high school boyfriend, but clearly the friend 
has probably been dating her boyfriend since maybe freshman year, which makes sense. You're like in in high school, you're like, oh, and you believe, oh, this could last forever. But it's so strange that this girl seems to be so driven by New York and is just also very driven by finding a boyfriend at the same time. Yeah, but I think it has something to do with her mom and like how her mom is kind of like, you know, like very like in her business and like yes. treats her like a child a little bit. And so it's like, listen, mom, I'm going to have all these experiences before I go to New York. I'm a woman now. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do any of that when I was in high school. But as soon as I turned 18, I'm sure I, I, I'm sure I was such a pain in the ass to my parents. <laughs> right. I felt like I needed to have rebelled more. I just feel like I, if I got a do over, I'd start like rebelling more. until. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it at all in high school, middle school. Like, I mean, they were they were very strict, very um, they were very overbearing parents. Mine were. But as soon as I turned 18, I went fucking buck wild. It was crazy. (laughs) See, I was the opposite. I grew up with like parents that like it's not like they didn't care. Like they cared very much, but they also believed in leniency and allowing me to you know, I was always the house that people came over to because we were like, my mom was like warm and inviting. And so like, I just like, I, I don't know, maybe because that was the house that everybody came to. I never felt like I had to go to somebody else's house or I had to like do anything. And now you get to a point where, you know, your parents don't want to know you're having sex in high school. And now you're like nearly, you're approaching your thirties and your mom's like, are you going to have a baby soon? And I'm like, mom, you want me to be out there getting that dick? Okay. Times they are a changing. Get that D. Do you haven't even said I do? And they're like, where's the babies? You know? So I always find that dynamic hysterical. But also too, so there is like, the, I and I feel like we, we see that a lot in these movies is there's a, um. You know, when you have the parents that are, like, super, you know, in your business and, you know, trying to, like, control you, you start to act out. Whereas, like, if you do have parents, you know, like yours, where they're like, listen, like, do, you know, be you within reason, then it's like, okay, well, yeah, then you're going to just not feel the need to act out. Yeah, exactly. And I have to say, I did like this movie, but I gotta say, Cammy was annoying as shit to me. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing is from from the opening scene when she's all like, what, what should I write to him? And then her friend's like giving her all of these things. And she's like, oh, good one, good one. And I'm just like, I couldn't. And like at the time, I like I what's really interesting is I felt that that may have been a dialogue issue more than an issue because there are parts in this especially like when when she's with Jake that like I feel like the acting is is pretty is pretty good and then the actress in question uh Tracy Spiridakos is actually on Chicago PD her career trajectory has gone in like a really good way for her and her acting is more than fine now so I feel like a lot of this may have been this movie well, yeah, no, I mean, there's always going to be, like, in these, in Lifetime movies, in these types of movies, there, I mean, you could be Meryl Streep, and I don't even know if Meryl Streep could pull off some of these lines. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Meryl do a Lifetime-esque movie sometime, because sometimes you wonder, because, like, there are certain lines that they have, and, like, they bump you, and mm-hmm. there's really nothing that an actor could do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, 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 I'll, when something like that happens, like, you know, something in that first scene, 
I'm like, I'm trying to imagine a way where it wouldn't sound corny. They didn't feel like friends either. Like, it felt like it was not a conversation you're having with your girlfriend, especially if you're like, oh, I really like this guy. And like, look at how hot he is. And like, what should I say? Like, I don't know. That just, that whole scene felt just so, it, it felt forced. It felt stilted. It was definitely trying to get like a certain amount of information out in as inconspicuous a way of as possible. But like in, in doing that, it ended up being a really weird scene. Like I felt like there could have been any way <laughs> that they could have like given this information. <laughs> Yeah, and I did love that, like, throughout all this, the only person that's, like, the voice of reason is her friend's boyfriend. Because, like, they're both super excited about, like, Jake. They're like, he's so hot. He's 23. He's, like, an electrical engineering, like, major. All this is, like, the perfect catch. And then her boyfriend is like, what if he's, like, a 50-year-old dude with a beer belly? Like, and he's just like, well, like, so he, I just loved how he was the one that was like, no, this might be way too good to be true. Yes, he was technically right. Not about him being not hot, but about him, you know, lying. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the whole thing is, yeah, Jake is a jailbird and he's about to get out. But at the same time, you could kind of understand where Jake is coming from in being like, can my first message be to this girl that I think she a 10 as the <laughs> that was one of my favorite things is like he's like on the computer in jail and his cellmate is like looking and watching him do it and he's like oh is that her she a 10 and I'm like oh my god this is just so funny but yeah like he's not going to message a cute girl Like, hey, what's up, Jake? You know, I got two weeks left in prison. What's up? Like, she's gonna be like, "Uh, no, thank you. But if you're like, hey, what's up? I'm Jake. I'm 23. I'm a little bit older than you. You're going to college. Also, why is he still in college at 23? You graduate college at like 22. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, he's clearly gonna lie about his situation. So like, that only makes sense. But I just felt like Cammie had to be so stoked when she shows up to their first date and he's himself. Like, whew. Yeah, because I know there is a, <laughs> there is that fear, I'm sure, when you're doing online dating, because you, you have no idea. It was funny that, like, her biggest fear was that he was going to be, like, an uggo. Yeah, you know, that he's going to, like, gonna murder me or anything like that. But just, yeah, and then she walks in, and their first date, I actually loved that because it was awkward, and it felt like how a first date is awkward. It's funny to see that sort of thing where it's not just played for laughs. Like, it's just like, oh, like, I really don't know. So we've been, what, for, like, the past three weeks, like, emailing each other. Even, like, when he calls her for the first time from prison, he calls her collect. <laughs> That that couldn't have been a sign. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, sorry, you're going to have to pay for this phone call. There were those awkwardnesses. And as it does, like, as you start to talk to somebody and you get to know each other, like, on a first date or just on, like, or just in general, it, the awkwardness starts to fade away. And I felt like that felt, like, their relationship felt pretty organic for the most part. And I will say, like, I thought, I thought their relationship was sweet. Like, it was very, it, it yeah. felt, like, really cute. <laughs> Which is so interesting because this is, I think this is why I like this movie. Like, I've, like, this has been, like, one of my faves 
forever. Like, I was like, the boy she met online is, like, might be my favorite Lifetime movie. And I think it is because, you know, you watch Stalked at 17 where the guy just gets so intense and nothing about their, it becomes so one-sided. This entire movie was a genuine relationship between the two of them where they both felt the same way he never got more anytime he got more intense it was like he had actual reason it's like yeah don't go in this house because we're gonna be talking about doing some shady shit it wasn't because he was controlling he was trying to actually protect her in in a human way there's a thing like he's definitely like in the wrong oh for sure (laughs) when he is lying to her though it's because, I mean, I, I just assume it's because he's ashamed of his, you know, of his criminal past and the fact that, like, he can't get a job. He's not able to really move forward in his life once he gets out of prison. So, like, and, you know, that is kind of a commentary on, like, when people get out of prison. Because, like, what are, what are you supposed to do once you're out of jail? Most places don't want to hire you. Absolutely. Unless you want to be, like, a shitty cashier somewhere and, like... Even then, like, there's really no place for growth because, like, it's not like you can, like, then, like, try to become a manager somewhere because, like, people will see your, you know, your background and then be like, oh, no, you can't work here. I thought that was a really interesting thing that they did where it's like he tried to do the right thing. But you also see, like, the job that he went out for was at an electrical company. So he may have gotten an electrician. He may be a certified electrician. And then this company isn't going to hire him to be an electrician. So it's like, what's the point? Because he does really want to make a change in his life. He wants the girl. You know, he wants the good the good girl. Like, he wants to... You know, he initially wanted to go and live with his mom. And his mom was like, no. And his sister's like, no. So he has to go to the third person who is a criminal. Because that's all he knows and that's all he associated with. But he... You can see him try to want to do the right thing every time. And the bad thing just keeps pulling him in. Right. And I feel like that was super realistic. Like, that seems... And it seems like something people don't really talk a lot about in movies. Like... You know, you don't, I mean, I I can't think of any anyway. I'm sure there are some, but like how hard it is to rehabilitate your life when you actually try to do it, you know? Jake is just a fuck up, really. He's not a bad guy. Like he's trying, he's made a mistake. Granted, he does lie to Cammy even more. He went to jail because his ex-girlfriend said that he robbed a convenience store. And he's like, oh, she just said I was there because she's crazy. So Cammy's like, oh, okay. But we actually find out that, like, he did go with some of his buddies to rob this store. He got caught. He, like, apparently, like, got in a fight with the, the manager at the convenience store. So, like, he did do what he was sent to prison for. And, of course, he lies to Cammy again, but, I mean, he is lying. He is, like, he is sharing more about who he is than most men do in any of these Lifetime movies, even though he's lying. Yeah, basically, everything he lies about, it's not like he's doing it to control her. It is really because he is, you know, chasing this idea or this, like, you know, he's trying to become a better person. And, like, along the way, it keeps... It's avalanching because, like, you know, you it's mm-hmm. you can't actually start a new life when you're, you know, piling on all these lies. And you do feel sorry for him because, like, you see why he's doing it. You understand where he's coming from. 
Oh, absolutely. And he does want to be a better person. And I think Cammy makes him a better person. That's why I think they complement each other like really well in this movie is that they both really want that person to love them. Like, you know, his dad was never around. Her dad died. And even before he died, she had a broken relationship with him. So they're both like looking for that one person to really love and fight for. Yeah, absolutely. She just gets in really deep, like, with him, way, way over her head. Like, she witnesses a murder. <laughs> like, and because she doesn't listen, once again. Like, I'm not saying, like, you should listen to your boyfriend's commands. No, but he says, like, shit's about to go down. Like, stay in the house. She not only doesn't stay in the house, she follows his car with her car and then gets out right as his friend shoots a guy. And then his friend is like, I'm gonna kill your girlfriend, you know? That would solve all our problems. Because <laughs> she saw, you know? Like, oh my god. Yeah, and I will say that friend, it, he is he is actually, like, pretty intense and, like, pretty, um, like, he. I found him kind of scary, but, like, his reasoning for things were so, it was, like, so meathead, like, he seemed so stupid, <laughs> but like literally, yeah, he was basically like, oh man, like she's not going to be able to be quiet. Like what the hell? I'm a killer. And then like, that's kind of what sets the movie down like the last, like the last bit, because now, now like he, you know, he's trying to protect Cammy. Um, Jake is, and like, he's trying to like get out. Like he's trying to like, you know, so it just, it gets messy. <laughs> What got me with this whole movie, though, is that they were, like, even Jake, I think, was upper middle class because his mom's new husband owns a wicked fucking nice cabin. And people that are, like, destitute don't have really nice cabins they can go to on weekends. And then at one point, like, it's really, I felt like this whole thing was really weird. This is, like, my biggest bump is that, like, Cammie's mother's friend comes to stay with them but we don't know why until like the last one of the last scenes of the movie like we just have the mom has a conversation is like of course you can stay here your family and I'm like oh, okay and she shows up and we don't know dick about her other than she's just like a girlfriend of her mom and we don't know until the end that like she was staying with them because her water was turned off i was like is like who is this woman why is she there but she was there to like i don't know really like be that point in the movie that gets cammy in like in trouble she's like the person that knows cammy and sees cammy out with this guy that's clearly not 19 because all cammy does is like lie to her mom when her mom starts to unravel like who jake is she's like he's He's 19 and he's in college even though he's like 23 in the next con so like but at the end the mom like the final 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 scene the mom's friend shows up with like a present because it's like what like six months later and cammy's like ready to go to new york and the mom the cammy looks at her and says kendra i thought you were in veil i'm like who the fuck are these people like you're just off to in veil like <laughs> The thing is, like, I felt like Jake's family, like, I felt like the mom must have, like, married up because, um, you know, the, there was, like, little things where, like, it seemed like they must have, like, come from hard times because, 
you know, he has the yeah. sister, and she's she's got a bunch of kids. Not a bunch of kids, but, like, she's got, like, what like, looks like a five-year-old who, like, runs in, like, when um, the sister and uh, Cammie's mom are talking. And, like, the little girl runs in and runs out, and she's like, oh, that's my youngest. And I'm like, what? How many fucking kids do you have? Yeah, and she's, like, saying, like, I want to get full custody of my kids. So, yeah, like, maybe their their growing up was tough. And, yeah, the mom found somebody who was able to afford a cabin. Well, you know, because they needed to have that last showdown in the cabin. Yeah, it's like, okay, there's a cabin. We're not going to explain it. But, yeah, clearly, like, Cammie's family is, like, she's a working mom who goes on business trips. Um, and has been able to support her and Cammie because it wasn't just like, oh, the dad died and we got a bunch of money because of it. Um, it was like, no, like my, she says my parents were divorced since I was 12. So they've been divorced for a while. The mom's a hardworking mom, which is like great to see. I love to see that. Like a really, really nice house in suburban Philadelphia. So like doing okay for themselves. But yeah, Cammie just happens to find the right guy yet the wrong guy online. One thing that I thought was fun about the mom's character, because it's not like she is just some, like, housewife and that, you know, just sitting around drinking wine, like, thinking crazy thoughts about her daughter. Did you see the movie The Hot Chick? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, Anna Ferris's character in the movie, the mom is that quintessential, like, house mom has nothing better to do than to, like, snoop into April's life. And it's so great. So he's like, and at one point, the dad is so fed up with her that he's like, if you ruin April's night, I will have you committed. <laughs> it's so good. And then at one point, like, she's just like, all she does is like obsess about April. And the dad's like, I think you need more things to fill out your day. So like, literally, like you just said, like that character is pretty much exactly what you said. So yes, the mom is not that person. She just actually cares about her child. <laughs> They do, they do set it up where it's like, well, you are leaving in six months. Like, I want, you know, I want to spend as much time as possible with you. And like, yeah, like, even though like there would be times I'm like eye rolling a little bit, like it was just, you know, I thought they did that, that the mother dynamic was actually done really well, I thought. But I will say that that scene where um, the friend runs into them and they're like at the restaurant or whatever it was so awkward and like it was so funny to me because she's like oh hello and like you know she like shakes hands with the one friend who has like the tattoos i love how he's like like jake is just like oh don't see me and then the friend is like i'm gonna be a gentleman i'm gonna get up i'm gonna stand i'm gonna shake your hand (laughs) right but then that somehow made it worse But I love how, like, all the restaurants in this town, like, Kendra just is, like, at that one. <laughs> like, right, like, at this, like, nondescript-looking TGI Fridays, like, play- and it was funny because she was like, oh, well, I wanted to see if the burgers were as good as you said. And I'm like, man, could you have come up with, I mean, there had to have been something yeah. better. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> these Red Robin S burgers, <laughs> I needed one. <laughs> I'd say, though, like, towards the end, like, it it did really start to get really exciting. Like, after she's seen the murder, after they've now kind of, like, gotten, like, kicked into overdrive, where now he's, like, trying to protect her from his friend. And, like, he is, he is in this, like, weird place where it's like, oh, you know, like, I do feel like I owe this guy, 
you know, like, I feel like, you know, he's been with me for so long, like, there's a loyalty yeah. there, but, like, I'm not gonna let you kill this, <laughs> my girlfriend, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're friends, but you cannot murder her. Like, that's the thing, is, like, Jake's friend, but at the same time, sure, he, like, shot this guy, but that guy pulled a gun on him, too. So, like, he was protecting himself at the same time. He wasn't just cold-blooded murdering people. No, again, like, that's what's so interesting about the crime in this movie. Like, it does just feel like it's this cycle that, like, none of them are able to break out of. And I do wish, like, it did make me want to actually see another movie, like, that would actually, like, delve into that more. Because I thought that was super interesting. The fact that it's not really talked about, but, like, you can, that's obviously what it's about. It's like, listen, these guys, they've gotten themselves into this cycle, and there's really no way to break it out, you know? Granted, we don't have any story if he doesn't go and, like, live with his creepy friend. But if he got to go, like, live with his mom and his sister, like, there, this could have been a happy ending. No, absolutely. And that's that's why it was so interesting to see. Because, like, you're always just wondering about the possibilities. Like, what if he had just not robbed that convenience store? You know, what if he could have just, like, met, you know, and, like, how he could have lived his life? Or, yeah, if he had been able to go into, you know, living with his mom or his sister after leaving jail. Like, how his life could have improved. It's super sad. (laughs) Funniest moment in this movie, in, in a movie that, like, didn't really have any funny moments, was that, like, he tells her all, like, he lies to her. Like, the thing is that, like, the reason he opens up about... His truth is because she said she was 18. And she's like, I'll be 18 in a month. Like, is that going to, like, make a difference? And it's like, well, the dude's already been to jail. Like, you know, it's like, you know, he could go back. Yeah, no, I do love that idea that he's like, he's like, oh, wow, well, you lied to me. Let me just unpack all of this shit. Yeah, she 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 lied about not being 18 when she was nearly 18 and he's just like well okay cool like and she's like are you mad and he's like well no because blah 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 blah. i did this 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 and this and she's like oh shit but then she gets over it and not only does she get over it she like that's the night she sleeps with him I'll tell you, it's some dangerous boys. They get you every time. Right? And I love when I was, like, my mom was sitting there, like, watching it. And she's like, oh, he's cute. I'm like, yeah, he, of course he's cute, Ma. Do you think she'd be doing any of this if he wasn't cute? <laughs> like, do you think she'd be, like, if he, like, looked dog shit ugly and was like, oh, by the way, I lied to you 50 times already that she would, like, be like, oh, yes, and please have my virginity. <laughs> Yeah, she'd have been like, no, we're done. But I love in these movies, like, the after sex scene. Like, we don't even, we don't even get them, like, going to the bedroom or fooling around. We just get them, like, naked in a bed with their hair looking amazing. Because that definitely happens after sex. You just look, you look great. You you look fantastic. Uh, if, if only. She has that moment and then she leaves and... The mom has taken her cell phone and he bought her a new cell phone with apparently the same number, which is kind of odd because it would totally be different numbers. But anyways, like, uh, he gets a call that says, like, Cammy, And then she says, like, he says, oh, you know, I told you sex can be very addictive. And the mom's on the other end and just, like, stands up straight and was like, who is this? And he's like, oh, shit. I fucking love that scene. It's hysterical. 
I was like, oh my God. And then the mom is like, are you sleeping with him? So what's really funny though, is we talked about in how stalked at 17, it felt weird that she only had sex with him one time. In this movie, she only had time to sleep with him that one time. One hour to have sex and that was it. <laughs> Never again. It was a one and done thing. Whereas in like Stocked at 17, we were like, there's no way they had one, like one time. It just seems like a pattern where it's like, yeah, they have sex one time. Every high school, every movie, they get yeah. one sex, just, they get one sexual like, experience. I, I want that. And it's like always horrible. You, or it ends up in pregnancy. It's either like the worst experience of your life or you just end up getting knocked up. Like, and you're just like, oh, Okay. But yeah, I would like that one movie where it was like, yeah, I got pregnant. Of course I got pregnant. We were doing nothing but having sex. Yeah, like, of course I'm pregnant. I like want that like in a movie. I want a teen movie. It was like, yeah, well, I've been fucking half of the student body. So yeah, duh. (laughs) Like, like, I want that honesty. Yeah, I don't know who the dad is. We're going to have to figure this out. Yeah, we're going to DNA test all of the males in this school. And we're going to start now. So like, I want, uh, I want that teenage character but like she doesn't exist we've got to write her where she's just unapologetically slutty yes (laughs) but yeah no like lifetime a lot happens to people when they're 17 just for truth like i like as i was watching this i'm like man my life has never been this eventful and my mom was like did you want it to be i was like well no but also this is all happening to her at 17 (laughs) you have peaked like she's got a great freshman orientation story because the final scene well we can if you want to jump into like what happens in like the cabin like they they basically go to the cabin and you know there's like a tense showdown between like edgar that's his name right yeah, Edgar, his friend. Is the friend who, you know, now wants to kill Cammy, And, you know, it's just them trying to, like, and, you know, and Jake trying to calm him down. And it's this whole thing. And, you know, he starts to get really intense. And, like, there was, like, a moment I was like, dude, is she, she's gonna die. <laughs> like, I was, I was, like, at, like, a 7 out of 10, I was pretty sure she was gonna get killed. <laughs> you know, and, like, and then, like, the, um, the mom ends up showing up, you know, and <laughs> there's that whole thing where she's like, listen, I'm just going to take my daughter, I'm gonna, I'm putting my phone down, I'm putting my phone down so you know I'm not gonna call the cops. Because that's how that works. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then, but then, of course, Edgar is like, no, you're not, and then just, like, shoots the mom, and I gotta say, like, I actually, like, screamed a little. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but my favorite part is when the mom shows up and, like, then Edgar shows up with the gun. Cammy immediately runs behind her mom. She's like, hold me, shield me from the gun. It's like, mommy, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm never going to, like, I'm never going to lie to you again. I am never having sex or a boyfriend ever again. You win. Honestly, I might be a lesbian now. (laughs) Yeah, so then, though, it, like, then it turns into, like, an Edgar-Jake thing where, like, they're struggling and they're, like, fighting and... Jake is on top of him and it's like there's this like big fight and then the gun goes off. That was like a very Degrassi like did Sean get shot on Degrassi? Oh no it's the bad guy like of course but yeah we have that moment of no right of course so yeah so Edgar gets shot and um basically Jake is like at that moment he's just like resigned he's just like okay well I'm going back to jail yeah, yeah. And, like, which I thought was interesting. Like, honestly, like, I would have kind of preferred if he just, like, 
take taken off. Like, I don't know. Like, at this point, he might be like, dude, like, my life is better in jail. Like, I get, like, there's stability. There's, you know, there's, like, I can, you know, I don't have to worry about this kind of thing, you know? Like, he's like, listen, look what happened when I got out of jail. Yeah, like, all this shit happened. But the catalyst for all of this that we did not mention is that uh, Jake's cellmate, Dwayne, gets out of prison as well and is, like, comes to him and he's like, oh, hey, can I, like, crash with you for a while? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure Edgar's gonna have no problem with it. And then Edgar, like, like, sticks his, like, gets his claws into uh into jake's friend and is like oh yeah like if you do a couple of these like illegal drop-offs for me you know we're gonna be like making money so because edgar is this bad person and people know that edgar also is stupid and just has all this money in his house this person robs edgar and while robbing edgar Dwayne walks into the house and gets smashed in the head with a baseball bat and that kills him i don't know that just seemed very like I don't know, the, the fact that he died because of this felt so irresponsible. <laughs> like, who is this doctor? Sue the fuck out of that guy because, like, he should not have died. It's crazy, yeah. I mean, that, that I think is, like, again, with the writing, where it's like, yeah. come on. Or, like, if you were gonna, if you're gonna have him die, like, <laughs> you know, just, like, stick the landing. Like, have him get shot in the head or, like... Yeah, like something like he got, like, sure, yeah, you could get a concussion and stuff, but they got him to the hospital, he was seen, like, Jake then goes and probably sneaks into the hospital to, like, see him, and he seems stable, and then we just get that one scene where he's, like, on the bed with the wrapping on his head, and we just hear, like, the heart rate monitor, like, like, clearing out, I'm like, oh my god, he's dead, what the fuck, like, you know? But yeah, that sets them off, like, Jake wants to beat the shit out of this guy because, you know, he, like, killed his best friend, whereas, like, Edgar's like, yo, I need my money back. So then it ends with the guy that, like, stole from Edgar slash, like, baseball batted uh, Dwayne, like, ends up getting shot and, like, Cammy just sees it and that's what just sends, like, the, the third act is, like, boom. <laughs> Right. And again, like, it's, it's all just like, it's all these pieces where it's all like, dude, if just this one thing hadn't happened, of course. Of course. Yeah. which like, that's actually like, it's, it's, it is pretty compelling stuff, you know? Yeah. And like, Jake even says to Cameo one point, he's like, oh yeah, like all this bad stuff just happens to me. Like, I'm bad. Like, you know, you're not good for me. And then she's like, I'm never going to leave you. Like, so yeah, like, the, like, I think really what it comes down to, like what I liked most about this movie is that it was like a a functioning relationship between, like, uh, you know, a teenager and an early 20s person that wasn't about the one person being, like, overly intense in the relationship. It was, like, a, a healthy relationship, but they were thrown into a shitty situation. It's not the same mold as most of the movies we watch. And it was interesting because I kept waiting. I kept waiting for yeah, the moment like where it was going to turn, where I'm like, is this where he's gonna, is this where he's gonna start getting weird? Yeah, and, like, what gets me is, like, I'm pretty sure the poster for this movie is, like, ominous, and I'm pretty sure it shows, like, Jake looking, like, sinister, and, like, he's just gonna, like, ruin Cammy's life, where he didn't ruin her life, he, he had her experience quite a bit in a short period of time that she just never needed to experience, 
you know, but like it wasn't like a life ruiner. Like she goes to New York at the end of this. She's going to go to my assumption is like NYU or Columbia. Like she's going to go to New York and her life is going to be great. And Jake is just going to be one piece. Somebody that she definitely probably truly loved. And who knows in the future if like it kind of leaves. It's like they're probably never going to see each other again. But it leaves in a way that like if Jake is somehow to get out of prison and actually figure his life out that like he's not bad for Cammy. Right, because basically, so then after the cops are called, he does go back to jail. And there is one last scene where they're together, and I it was actually super heartbreaking because like he oh couldn't God, really yeah. he couldn't really look at her, and he just like it was like he's like looking at his hands, he's like looking at this. But there's that one moment where he's like, "You're gonna do great in New York, I know yeah. it," and he's looking at her in the eyes, and I started crying. Yeah, because he, he's always be, like believed in her, like even at like when he's at his lowest point, and they he knows that like Edgar's coming for them, and he's just like, "You're going to be something." Like he's always believed in her, whereas like you know you have what stalked at seventeen, like I own her, like she is mine, and this baby's mine. That was like never him. He always like if he could, he would have loved to have gone to New York with her and and started a life. I think that's probably what yeah. he was hoping for. Like, even when there's that, that moment where they have, like, their, that one time where he, and it wasn't even him being controlling, it was him just being, like, sad, when he's like, you know, you've been talking about going to New York, and, like, I know I can't, at least for another year. Like, maybe you could defer. Like, defer for a year and take classes here and we can live together here and then we can go to New York. It's because he's holding on to her and he's wanting her and he's wanting the comfort of her. But he doesn't want her to not go to New York and not do what she's destined to do, like, you know? Right. No, like him him saying maybe don't go right now. It's not him trying to control her. It's him being like, well, yeah, no, like, let's go. But, like, can you just wait for me? So, yeah, it was never about him controlling her, which I really, really, really appreciated about this movie. Yeah, because it's like, come on, just give me that one time, like, where it's not some dude being like, oh, yeah, but, you know, like in Mother May I Sleep With Danger, where, like, all of a sudden he's just like, hey, you're not going to school anymore, but I'm just going to leave you here while I go to school. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the one who's going to be educated around here, lady, not you. Yeah, I mean, I really thought that scene at the end where they're where they're working and they're um or like where they're where they're talking to each other, it was really nice. All right, do you have a batshit moment that you found within this film? I mean, I wouldn't say I have like a traditional batshit moment because yeah. like there's never really a part where like anything was super shocking I guess like not like in the traditional sense of the way we talk about batshit moments yeah and how it's just like completely outlandish because this movie is pretty rooted in the realistic aspect of it all of this seems like it could happen it sucks but it could happen the moment for me where like everything turned was when she sees Edgar kill that guy because I guess that was when I was like oh that's what this movie is about well that's interesting Because, like, now it's not, yeah, because usually there's a point where we're watching these movies and all of a sudden now the boyfriend is trying to kill the girlfriend. But, like, we don't have that. We don't have that. We're like, I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) The boyfriend's friend wants to kill the girlfriend? I'm like, when has that ever happened? Yeah, you're like, throw me for a loop right here. I would say, like, that was when I was like, oh, oh, crap. Okay, that's where we're going. Cool. Yeah, I'd probably say... For me too, there there is a very non traditional aspect of this, and yeah, the the biggest shock factor 
is either like when Cammy sees that or when the mom gets shot, you're like, oh shit. You know, so yeah, there there isn't really like a true batshit moment in this because yeah, while it's a lifetime movie, it has those like ridiculous moments. It didn't have like you know, the doctor sneaks into the girl's house and he starts sniffing and rolling around in her bed. Like, there's nothing like that within this. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah, where would you put this on the garbage meter? I think it's sweet garbage for me. Like, it's it's like, I think it's, it, it's pretty garbagey, but like we said, it doesn't have those over the, like, truly over the top moments. Any time that it's kind of over the top, it's, it's sort of, it's like acting bumps, really. It's not as if, like, and I think those acting bumps can honestly be saved with a, a better director and better writing. Like I said, like, as Tracy Sparadakos is not only on Chicago PD, she was also a recurring character in Bates Motel for a little while. And, like, that that show that show went weird, like, very fast and into a lot of ways. And yeah, she shows up on that and her acting is like really good. Like she's in scenes with Freddie Highmore and Vera Farmiga. Like she's acting against like really solid people. So it's not like really a knock on her as an actress because I think like you you learn. Acting is all about learning and getting better and learning as you go. And from the decade between, you know, Boy She Met Online and now on Chicago PD, she's done fine. So yeah, that's why I think there was nothing over the top with this movie. It was rooted it's probably the most realistic one that we've maybe watched thus far outside of you know like heavenly creatures just being like an actually good film um so yeah i think it's just sweet garbage because i've loved this movie like since like the moment that i saw it i don't even really know how i found it but i've known about this movie forever it could be just because like i used to watch like lifetime all the time and it could have popped up but i've straight up loved this 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 movie for years now that decade a decade you know I'm going to say that I think it's probably garbage only because (laughs) I like everything I appreciated about it and everything Mm -hmm. that I liked about it is actually not what I like in a Lifetime movie. I love these like messed up, (laughs) like these fucked up relationships. They were good for each other. That's weird. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't co-sign this. You mean he's not completely controlling and obsessed with her? Then what's the point? Yeah, what is this movie? Yeah. No, I, I understand everything that you're saying. And I think the only reason I give it the sweet is because I have loved it for as long as I've loved it, you know? I get it. Like, honestly, probably if I had found it 10 years ago, like... It's probably just me. I hadn't watched it in quite some time. So, like, I remember just, like, loving every aspect of it when I was, like, 20. So now you go back and there were some times where I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I was eye-rolling. But then, yeah, I think it gets to the end. Yeah, so, like, there are things you forgive when you maybe saw it for the first time. And it doesn't hold up as well. But there is also that, like, that little pot in my hat that's just, like, yeah. So it bumps it up a little bit. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Um, Rate us, review us, uh, subscribe to us, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, We also just, uh, just started our Tumblr. Yeah, we have a Tumblr page. 
So if you are listening and you used to listen to my old pa- old podcast, Damn It Degrassi, I am the same Bailey from that. And we had some awesome listeners then. So listen to, I'm no longer with C anymore. I'm with my friend Jenna here doing this one. A little different from Degrassi, but if you loved trashy Degrassi, you're going to love everything that we're talking about in this one. All right. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Sweet, sweet God